0: Welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host Scott Haskin here with another album review. And you know what, guys? I one thing that I love about uh, having relationships with companies like Cherry Red Records uh, is it brings me the opportunity to review artists that I'm not familiar with and get outside of my little bubble of music. Because for me, um, I, I feel like I did a lot of my music discovery up through, say maybe the mid 80s. And by that point, I had pretty much decided these are the bands I'm going to listen to moving forward. Every once in a while, something new would come into my peripheral for one reason or another, like the way I found the Misfits through listening to Metallica and then Samhain through listening to the Misfits and that sort of thing. Um, Or a friend, you know, plays a song for me that I really like. But I don't often find the desire to go out and seek new bands, new music, not necessarily new in the marketplace, but that are are new to me. I don't even dig into bands that I know a lot of times, as we learned when I did my review of Zebra's initial album. So, uh, you know, one thing I love is that I get to be uh, exposed to music that I wouldn't I I might like, but I wouldn't necessarily uh, seek out because I spend most of my time creating, recording, doing podcasts, um, you know. I don't spend a lot of time ingesting art because I'm creating or editing or something like that. And most of the things that I do do not allow me to um, switch my audio focus to something else. Like I don't listen to music a lot unless I'm in the car and I don't drive that much anymore um, because, you know, when I'm home, I'm doing mostly things that don't allow me to listen to music. I need to focus my ears on what I'm working on uh or can't be distracted. So um so these opportunities are great for me. I'm really excited I've not listened to this album yet. Uh as always when I do these um I really like to do first reactions. Um I think that they will give you the most insight I can give you because I won't, you know, oh yeah, I've listened to this song a couple times, I already know this and then mentally I start dismissing things without realizing it and forget to tell you. So first reaction you guys get a better uh, interpretation. Now there was a note on this one from Cherry Red, and I don't know if this only applied to uh radio, like broadcast radio personalities, but I guess I would be included in that. I've never seen this note before. I imagine this gears up to something uh within the marketing, but I, I don't know for sure. But there's only uh there was a request that we only play two of the songs on the album. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the review the way I normally do it. I'll just not be including audio clips except for those two songs. So if you like what you hear on the two songs and you like what I'm describing to you, uh that just is further encouragement to go out and uh and pick it up. Now, this is kind of interesting because the way that they're re- they're doing the release and I've got all the links in the show notes of the uh the different places you can get it. Currently, I have found links on uh, Amazon, iTunes and Bandcamp. However, um, the biggest variety of places to get things would be from Cherry Red Records themselves. They've got a bundle where you get a couple of different formats. They also have a double CD edition. They have a purple vinyl edition, which looks absolutely beautiful. And then there is a limited cassette run edition. And I find this really interesting that cassettes Are are making this comeback, but it really makes sense for this album in particular, and I'll tell you why. Um, No, I'm not going to tell you why. Of course, I'll tell you why. Why would I just lead with something like that and then not, you know, not follow it up? Um, This uh, this album artwork is so beautifully done. Um, It's very clean and modern, but it really gives you that sort of '50s vibe, and uh, it's it's done as a like a cartoon in a pool hall. And you see, you know, uh, like four guys and a girl, they're hanging out, playing pool. The girl's dressed in, I can't tell if she's wearing a a black skirt or black pants because it cuts off where the pool table is and a mint green shirt. But, you know, she's got the button down shirt, the collar open, the red ribbon in her hair really goes back to that sort of 50s look that uh, women had. The guys aren't quite dressed, you know, like greasers or anything, but they have that kind of vibe that they're a gang. There's one guy who's got a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I think it's two two girls and three guys. Um, I, I can't see the edge of my screen, so I was, wasn't able to identify the one on the far right. Um, but then, you know, you go down to the other pages. It's got like the, the old 50s cars outside of a diner. Um, the diner's got that old round shape. It's brick. Um, they got the scene in the background, uh, with the, the skyline and the night sky. I mean, it's just done so well. Then they've got, uh, four guys bowling. Um, you know, the, the guy that's bowling's got the sunglasses on. It looks like he's slicking his hair with the, the oil like they used to do in the fifties. So it definitely has that, um, that old vibe to it. So it all kinds of kind of ties in together to me, um, and why they might have gone that route. But, uh, yeah, this is really nicely done. Um, I'm not familiar with this artist, Jim Bob, but from the information that they provided, um, he is uh, I, I think that we could uh, we could identify because he's a painter, which I'm not. But I'm you know, I, I do other things outside of podcasting. I'm a musician and I'm an author. He is also an author, a musician, a painter, um, his his big band. He was the singer for Carter and the Unstop- or Carter of the Unstoppable Sex Machine. Which, I mean, you know, let's face it, clearly inspired by my life. If this were a video podcast, this were the point, I would just look to camera and give it that dull look like you guys know I'm full of it. Um, So that's kind of where he got his fame. He's also written for other artists. Um, He's had a lot of hits, guys, a lot. Um, and, And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that I'm not familiar with him because, you know, I don't really, like I said, look outside my bubble a lot but uh you know his last couple albums did really really well, really really well uh Pop Up Jim Bob and Who Do We Hate Today which boy is that an appropriate title after the day I've had um but they reached uh 26 and 34 in the the uh music charts which is fantastic uh Beach the Beach Ready EP was number 1 in both vinyl and physical sales which is awesome um you know it's it's amazing the, um, the way that artists can just cut through by putting out good art. I mean, I don't know how much they, they work on the publicity side of things. Just, you know, I'm not surprised I didn't hear of them, but, um, you know, I don't hear of a lot of these bands until I have opportunities like this. So awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, that you're so diverse. I really like that. And, um, I, I love that you're, uh, smashing the charts here and there as well. That's really cool. So there are 12 songs on this album. So 10 of them I'm just going to talk about. And the other two I will play the clips for. Um, As we're doing this, uh, there are a couple of dates scheduled for uh, Jim Bob to play live to celebrate the album's release. Um, I'll have the link in the show notes for the uh, ctickets.com website. But you can go to ctickets, S-E-E-T-I-C-K-E-T-S dot com. And he's got dates for uh, July 12th. 13th, 14th and 15th and then uh December 2nd. Uh I'm I'm guessing those are all in uh England. I'm not familiar with those venues, but that um yeah Nottingham Rescue Rooms, I'm going to say that's probably somewhere in England. Um or somewhere in Europe. I'll, I'll I'll go with at least somewhere in Europe. I'm not familiar with any of these destinations. So that that link will be in the show notes for you guys. Uh, along with those concert dates as well. Uh, obviously, the podcast will continue well beyond uh, the dates of the concert. So, um, you know, if if you've missed those, just go check out and see when he's playing and where you can see him. Um, we're going to get I'm going to get into the first song now. Um, this is not one that I can. Oh, no, this is one I can play for you. This is the title track of Jim Bob's album. Thanks for reaching out. It's an f what world, girl That's the truth But in this F-top world, girl You're living proof We're still in with a shout Thanks for reaching out to me The threat. Now I do the best I can to try not to forget how lucky I am in this world of doubt. Thanks for reaching out to me. Wow, I am blown away. I had no idea what to think about this musically going in, but I'm very pleasantly surprised. You know, here in, in the States, when you hear a name like Jim Bob, you think about like a Southern state like Alabama, South Carolina, where that name might be a little bit more common. You probably think, uh, you know, Farmer, Hick, uh, something like that, because that's kind of the the connotation for that name. But man, this is some really good songwriting. Uh, before I get back to the song, just a quick note, I did find his uh, a page for him on Amazon as well as Goodreads. So I've included those in the show notes if you want to check out his books. He's got quite a few. And then uh, also a YouTube channel that uh, Cherry Red Records has set up for him as well for his music. Um, I don't see a website for him, which is kind of weird for an artist who has so much going on. Um, But there is another Jim Bob uh, that is an author who is apparently very fertile, not the same Jim Bob we're talking about here. But let's get back to the song. Thanks for reaching out. Um, Really cool song. It's got a very gentle brass in it, a little bit of synth, some good percussion. The, The brass almost sounded like vocals at one point. Um, I really like that. And maybe there's a layer of vocals behind them or uh, mixed together with them. I'm not sure. But for some reason, they felt a little bit more vocal than brass, which I thought was really interesting. But it's a really cool song. I like his voice. I like the feel of the song. Um, It's got a great tempo to it. It's the kind of song that you can just lay back in the grass and listen to and enjoy. Um, Also, a uh, a really good put this in the car and drive down the freeway listening to it kind of song. So I'm already uh, very happy. We're off to a good start with our first song. Uh, Our second song is called Day of Reckoning. Now, of course, like I said, I can't play the clip for you, but I'm going to listen to it right now and then tell you what I think. Okay, so this is a fun song, albeit incredibly terrifying if the lyrics of this song are actually true. Um, Basically, it's talking about how uh, in heaven there's a file on each of us that basically... It says everything we've ever done and we're accountable for it. And I kind of love that concept, but I'm terrified because, you know, we're all we've all done things. Let's just say that Um, I'm trying to uh, really narrow down what he reminds me of in terms of style. Um, I I I almost hesitate to say this, but that's not going to stop me because it never does. Um, But it's like the clash feel with the nineties sound of a band i i there's a couple of songs that are like really swirling around my head that I can't quite grasp that that has a similar um sound and um but I would say there's maybe a little bit eighties a little bit nineties in there there's some good synthesizer um the difference is I think for music in the nineties and if you guys listen to the two part panel discussion that we had on grunge music, you'll know how I feel about the vocalist but it's like That a little bit of that style of music, but with actual emotion and uh, hey, I'm singing this song because I want to sing the song and not just because I'm told to or because I'm getting paid to. And, you know, he actually like really is invested in the story. And I like that because it comes alive for me. You know, uh, those singers that we talked about, some of them uh, that I just couldn't get into like Pearl Jam uh, for a lot of the songs that I knew by them or some of the songs I knew I should say, because I don't know that many. Um, yeah, I just, I just wasn't feeling it. So it's like this style, but with that, um, actual like, Hey, I want to be here. I'm excited to sing this song and be part of it with you guys. So I really like that, but it's a good story. And you guys know me, I'm not a lyrics guy, but, uh, yeah, I definitely liked the lyrics to this one. It was a lot of fun. And the musical presentation was fantastic. Um, It's energetic. It's got a good beat to it. Um, There's a really nice uh, synth inside of there. Uh, I love the guitar sound. Let's talk about the production a little bit on this album, because you guys heard it in the clip on the first song. Um, I can tell you the second one was easily just as good for production. Um, I really like the mix. I think they found a great balance. Uh, I say this, I feel like on, on just about every show, but I could use just a little bit more bass. Um, that's just my, uh, my personal taste. And I don't think that actually has to do with me being, being a, a novice bass player as much as it does just being part of a rhythm section, because as a drummer, you need to hear the bass. You need to, um, you know, make sure that you're uh, in sync with them as well. So there's that, but yeah, this was a really cool song. I, I really dig it. I'm really excited to hear our next track, which is called Bernadette hasn't found anyone yet. And yes, that rhymes. So, this one is uh, just another fun song. You know, it's, uh, I I really feel like this kind of captures that 80s style of just music that's fun, where you could sing about anything. It didn't have to be political. It didn't have to be necessarily about love or sometimes about anything at all, just a bunch of stuff. And, uh, and you could get a song out of it that was just really enjoyable to listen to, you know. Um, But he's got a great voice. He's very uh, light you know, in in the way that he doesn't have like a deep, heavy voice. He's got just a very nice, light voice that carries very well in the music. The music is very catchy. Just just like a really fun melody. I think of, uh, you know, like bands, um, like a song like Safety Dance, you know, where it's just like a fun, frolic song. I feel like that really uh, would be a great description for this one, too. Um, Really cool synth. And it's funny. I was just talking about the 80s and then it starts up with the synthesizer, (laughs) you know, uh, really fun, though. Very lighthearted. Got a great feel to it. I love the violin in it. That uh, adds a lot. Uh, Wasn't expecting that, but uh, blended really well. Again, fantastic mix. There's a lot of sounds going on here. And um, as an audio engineer, I could say it can be tricky at times to balance all of those so that they're they're all where they should be. Some instruments you're not meant to hear as much as you are to feel them. Some things are added just to thicken the sound, but not necessarily be something that you would pick out. Uh, not something that's featured prominently in the mix, just back in there to to make the song sound bigger or uh, just not thin even. Um, You can do that with a a synthesizer very easily. You can just have a pad or a couple of different pads blended together that just add a little bit more volume and body to the song. And, And otherwise it can sound like really thin and that there's not much there. And then you go to the next song where you have specific synthesizers as leads. All of a sudden that song feels much bigger. So when you're doing an album, you want to balance out a little bit so far of the three songs that I've heard. Uh, there's a great job of making sure that every song sounds uh, very rich and full, um, but also kind of light and and bouncy. I really like that. Uh, so three in so far, I'm very happy with this album. This is one I could see um, listening to more than a couple of times in my life. Uh, a lot of times I get a new album and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. I really like that. And I never go back to it as much as I might have enjoyed it Um, Just because, again, I always go back to those comfort food albums on the little bit of time I get to listen to music. But this is one I can easily see going on my iPod, putting it in the car and uh, just enjoying it um, whenever, whenever possible. So that uh, that being said, our next song is called Toxic Man. This one is really cool. Okay, it has a a real punk feel to it, but almost like I, I don't know what the style is considered for the bear with me with the comparison because those of you who have heard the song or or will hear the song and then go back and listen to this podcast um may find this a weird tangent but it's all about the guitar what i'm going to talk about but i don't know what the genre for the Munsters theme song is from the tv show but it has that feel like the guitars have that sound it's I've, i've heard it um in like hawaiian music too but not, not Hawaiian with the ukulele, but like, you know, Hawaiian guitar. Um, There's just something about it. Rockabilly maybe. I don't know. I I hate when I don't know the terms, but uh, there's something that feels like that about it. I would say Uh, very similar to the Munster theme song. I love that kind of guitar picking Um, surf music. That's what I was trying to think of like that, that um, you know, when they, when they have those uh, surf songs, that kind of guitar. Um, Really cool. I really like that. I love the punk feel of it. It's a great vocal, really energetic. Um, It it went by like so fast. It felt like it was over 10 seconds after it started. Um, But it's a really cool song. I think you guys are really going to like that one. So that was Toxic Man. Our next song up is another uplifting title. This is End Times. And you know, I really, really dig this song. Um, It's a little bit more mellow. It's just got like the typical, you know, three chord progression, Um, but it's got such a great feel to it. It's really dismal lyrically. Um, I mean, it's just about, you know, kind of chaos in the world, Um, but it's just sung so well. He, He reminds me another band. I think that not necessarily this song, but just some of the progressions in the music, um, and without the harmonies, the way that it's done uh, a little bit Adam and the Ants uh, also I'm hearing in there. But I'm I'm definitely feeling a really cool vibe with this music. Um, I would say if you like uh, 80s music, if you like 90s music, uh, you're going to find some good stuff on this album. Um, at least that's what I'm saying so far. Of course, we're only five songs in, but this is a good one. It, it's just got such there, there's certain things about songs that I really love. And the mood can be one of them, just the overall feel of the song. I feel like if we were watching this song as a video, there would be like a grayish blue tint over it. And that would really bring out, I think, the feeling of the song. If you think about, okay, there were, uh, what was it? Three different um, versions to, oh, what was it? Um, it was by The Police. Not every little thing she does is magic. Um, every Breath You Take, that's the one. And they had the the video in three different colors because they just laid that, you know, uh, uh, like overtone to it. And there was one that was like a grayish blue. And that's kind of what this song would feel like. I think if it were, if, if it had like a, a video component to it. And I think that would sum it up very well. Um, over black and white, of course. Um, but yeah, really, really cool song. This is one I would highly suggest listening to. I think it's got a lot of um, a lot of interesting uh, visuals in the lyrics, but also just a great feel to it musically. Um, It's still stuck in my head even now as I've been talking about it for 82 minutes or however long I've been talking. Um, But yeah, definitely one worth listening to. Um, Next up, we have a song called We Need to Try Harder. We Need to Do Better. It's so weird finding a comfortable place to stop and start up when I don't have the uh, song clips in there in the middle, like I normally do. Um, This is a beautiful haunting song. Uh, My favorite on the album so far, this, uh, it starts out very much like a a sixties sound with the, the organs and in there Um, it's part vocal, part narration. There's also a a guest female vocal on it. Um, It's very patient it's a very patient song and just talks about how messed up things are. And as the title would allude to, you know, we need to do better. And we do, we absolutely do in all aspects, you know, we need to do better in the way we communicate. We need to do better in the way we treat, um, you know, like trash, like recycling and we need to do better just with, um, you know, our footprint on the earth. We need to do better the way we interact. Um, we just need to do better. And this is a great, a great uh reminder. Um, but it's it's delivered in such a way that you feel there's a certain uh essence of time issue. Like if it if, if we don't start doing it now, we're gonna have some serious problems. And uh and I like that because a lot of times people don't do anything without some kind of sense of urgency because you can always put it off, or, okay. Next time I'll do this, you know. Um, so easy to, to push off uh, making things better. But no, this is a fantastic song. Um, this, I hope, gets a, a singles release. I could I could you know, I don't know what radio is like today, but I could definitely see it getting playlisted on uh, um, the apps like Spotify and whatever. But yeah, this is uh, this is definitely a, a killer song. I really, really like it. Um, moving on, our next song is called Billionaire in Space. This is really shaping up to feel like a concept album. Of course, I don't want to uh, dig too much into that because they could just be a collection of songs along a similar theme, Uh, but it feels like a progression to me. Uh, In any case, so this is a really cool song, another really patient one, uh, which is interesting that we would have these two songs back to back, very synthy, very spacey. Um, David Bowie-ish would be, I think, uh, a, a term I would use if I could turn a person into a verb or, or an adjective, I should say. Um, very David Bowie. Um, he did a lot of things that were just not the norm, you know, not the normal song structure, not the normal feel of a song, uh, not the normal beat. This definitely feels like electronic drums to me, whereas a lot of the other songs um, seemed more live. But uh, that could be very strategic because, again, this one takes place in space, so it would make sense if, um, you know, everything was kind of pre-pro- pre-programmed, if this guy's out there by himself, um, he wouldn't be bringing a band with him most likely. So uh, that actually kind of tracks uh, as far as the song goes, if I you know, very may well be reading too much into it. But it's got a really nice melody, another really patient song. I do enjoy patient music. Um, as a drummer, it's not always the most exciting thing, but just as a writer, as somebody who loves music... I can really appreciate a song that takes its time, that just brings you in to it. You know, it doesn't just throw you on the couch and go, listen to me. You know, it's something that ju- just says, just lay back. I'm going to take care of you for a while and just does what it does. So very, very cool stuff. Uh, our next song, this co- is called Sebastian's Gone on a Ride Along. And I can play you the clip for this song. Here it is. back with the siren on Sweeping up trunks and belligerent cunts in the town square Mopping up spill of the mentally ill There, It's about being dressed in a black stamp vest With a patch press bell So it's so funny because, you know, the last couple of songs I've talked about have been very synthesizer oriented. Here we're back to more like the clash style punk music. And so you're probably thinking I'm making all this up, but I'm not. And you'll find that when you guys go get the album because I highly, 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 highly recommend this album. Uh, everything for me has just been something I've completely enjoyed so far. And I'm really glad that I got to review this one. Thanks, Cherry Red Records. So this song. Uh Sebastian's gone ride along. You can hear uh very much back to the class, very punkish. Uh there's a really cool part after the clip where it just slows down and then comes back in uh back at speed to the end. And uh and it's really cool. But yeah, I like this. It's just a fun song. Again, it it's um I wanna say, no, do if 50s horror rock is an actual style, but I keep like for a song like this, I go back to that Munster's feel. Like it just feels like something that would have been played on the Monsters has just like that, that dark edge to it. Um, that kind of punk, but uh, yeah, really like it. Really, really like this song. Um, our next song, and this, this is interesting because it's all done as uh one word and uh, all lowercase. No, um, no capital letters, not even on the first one. This is called goes around comes around. This song is really, really cool. Very unexpected. Um, it starts out with just a very dry a cappella vocal and then explodes into this really modern sounding, almost uh, burlesque number, not in the way of like big showmanship, but it's just got that like da uh, accents in it that would be perfect for a burlesque. Um, a really cool, huge, rich sound to it. I love the brass. The brass really make this song uh, incredibly powerful, but the contrast of that heavy music and the vocal um, just gives it this incredible uh, overall feel to the song that I did not expect. This is absolutely fantastic. I really, really dig this tune. Um, Highly recommend. Still don't understand the title of why it's all squished into one word with no capitals um goes around comes around um i'm not sure why it was titled that way but who cares it's a killer song and that's the most important part definitely recommend that you guys listen to this one very sorry i can't play a clip of it for you but when you get the album you're just going to love it and again i'm highly 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 recommending you get this album um you really can't even judge it by the clips that i played while those might be the songs that are going to get the radio play because you know they said just play those two on the radio this album is a treasure trove of so much more than that. I would say these, the two clips, the audio clips that you heard do not anywhere near encompass what this album is. So I would highly recommend you checking it out. Um, I don't subscribe to Spotify or any of those other, um, you know, Apple music or, or any of that stuff. I always buy my music, um but if you find it on spotify check it out and then go buy it you know get the purple vinyl album it's gorgeous uh limited edition so it'll be awesome for your lp collection uh get the cd whatever but buy you know take care of your artists buy the stuff it's really really good um the production value alone is worth the purchase but this music guys is so eclectic uh if you if you like david bowie if you like uh prince i would say if you like the clash I mean, just think about those names I'm throwing out and how seemingly random they would be. Right. That's kind of how this album is. You got one song that's just, you know, synthesizers and and haunting voices. You've got another song that's, you know, um, huge burlesque sounding. You've got another song that's like a rockabilly, um, just just a really good range of stuff. So I guarantee there's going to be stuff on here that you're going to like Um And uh, if not, I will give you the money back that you spent on listening to this podcast. That's how strongly I feel in this moment. (laughs) And uh, you paid nothing for it. So there you go. Uh, But no, seriously, guys, it's, it's a great album. I wish I could play the clips for you. But for now, we've got three more songs to talk about. This one is called Befriend the Police, and he's not talking about the 80s band. This song is a little bit more um, mellow. It feels like an end of the night kind of song, you know, where you've done your show. Everybody comes out and they say, thank you for coming by. We're going to leave you with one more number. And they all just kind of join arm in arm and, you know, sway back and forth and sing the chorus while somebody leads the song. Uh, It has that kind of feel to it. So I find it interesting that it's placed 10th out of 12th, although our 12th song is only 48 seconds. So, um, there's that, this one's five minutes and, uh, it does not feel like five minutes at all. Um, it moves very, very quickly. Um, it's got a little bit of a slower pace to it, uh, tempo wise, but the song, it doesn't feel like it's five minutes long by any means. Really cool. Um, very straightforward in the way of the vocal. Um, the, the chorus, if I, if I'm hearing this right, and maybe I'm getting these lyrics wrong, I don't know a lot of British phrases. Um, So a lot of times when I listen to British musicians who are, you know, writing things to their own dialect, I don't get the references. I don't know necessarily what they're talking about. I just go, oh, that's an English phrase. And I move on. But it sounds like in the chorus he's singing Bring on the Dancing Nurses. Um, That's an interesting I mean, that paints a picture. The picture it paints for me being a fan of horror movies is going back to um, Silent Hill the movie and how uh when she walks into that one room, um, the nurses kind of all move together whenever she moves. And then when she stops, they stop or whatever. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but that's the visual I got, you know, not these like really pretty elegant nurses or whatever, but like these really zombie looking things, because that's just where my mind goes. But um it almost feels, you know, there's there's a little bit of zappa, I think, on this album with the the commentary on society, the, uh, the fact that the songs are so eclectic, um, not necessarily songs that you would even, uh, put together on an album, but somehow seem to, you know, connect together just the same. Zappa had a, an amazing way of doing that. If you listen to, you know, like Joe's garage or Thingfish or any of those albums, 200 motels, especially where that music was all over the damn place, but yet the whole thing just worked together, um, been talking about uh, covering that album with a friend of mine for a long time, and I still just have no idea how to do it. It's such a bizarre album from a musical standpoint. Um, It's really more of a like a soundtrack to uh, an old show, a stage show. But anyway, this isn't about Frank Zappa. (laughs) This is about Jim Bob. But this is a great song. I feel a lot of warmth and unity in it. Um, For some reason, I don't know why I'm picturing like, um, an old Western saloon that's just, you know, lit by a bunch of candles and everybody is kind of just sitting around all singing together. It it just has that kind of like camaraderie in the song, especially the way that the chorus is done. Um, whatever the line is, even if it's not bring back the dancing nurses, whatever that line is. Um, it just has such a, a great feel to it. I really like this one. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sad that we're getting towards the end of the album. You guys, this is song number 11 out of 12. This is called the Prince of Wales, uh, W A L E S not Wales, as in like the, uh, aquatic creature. Well, this also sounds like another great, uh, final song for the album. Um, very warm kind of, uh, you know, in that, that gentle, just, uh, you know, slightly mid tempo feel to it. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. It, it, I, either one of these could be the ending of the song. Uh, there's some really nice harmonies. We have our female vocalist back doing some accompaniment, it sounds like. Um, but just, just like a, a nice little gentle um, shuffle through, through the garden, this one. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I'm so torn between what should be the last song on the album. I, I guess I would probably have to dig in more lyrically and figure out which one would make sense. But from a musical standpoint, from an overall feeling standpoint, I think either one of them could have been in the final position. Yeah. The great irony is that neither one of them are because we still have one more song to go. This is called Thanks for Reaching Out, which is the, uh, the same as the opening song. However, this one's only 48 seconds. OK, I, I see what this is, and I thought this might be the case. It's, it's sort of a reprise to the, uh, the opening track. Uh, it has a really long fade in and then a uh, moderate fade out. Mostly instrumental. There's a little bit of talking over it as it starts to fade out a little bit. But this I, I would imagine this would be like um if this were a performance, this would be um, you know, after everybody walks off a stage, uh what they play while everybody's kind of, you know, getting up and walking around or looking at each other going, What did you think? Um, or if it were a movie, this would be like end credit music, but they'd be really fast credits because the song's only 48 seconds and most of it's fade in and fade out. Um, but yeah, really cool. I, I like the feeling of it. it brings right back to the feeling of the opening track and, uh, kind of, uh, you know, makes, makes you feel like the album has come full circle. So I'm hoping, and I don't know, but I'm really hoping that what he's going to do live are actual, like, um, you know, a, a performance of the album from start to finish. Cause it feels very much like a beginning, middle and end story type album, um, I, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd really have to dig into the lyrics more, uh, but at the very least, they all feel somewhat related. The eclectic uh, music styles would make sense with a, a story that varies uh, as well. So um, yeah, though, seriously, guys, cool album. I really dig this. Well done, Jim Bob. Uh, I, I have to say I highly, highly, highly recommend this album. Um, don't judge it by just a couple of clips I played because the couple of clips really center around um, just only as a fraction of what this whole album has to offer. Uh, Go listen to clips if it's available on Spotify. Um, Go listen on iTunes. I know it's available on iTunes. I've got the link in the show notes. You can go there, listen to the clips, and then buy the album. Um, You can download it from iTunes um, if you want, or you can get the CD from Cherry Red Records, from Amazon. Um, The LP is also available. The package formats, all kinds of stuff. It's, uh, It's a really cool thing. And you guys can go get it. I'm loving that purple vinyl. I got to say that. Um, but thanks for joining me for another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I wasn't sure how long this episode was going to be without the clips in there. Um, a little bit shorter, but really not far off of what my normal show would be, because I think I spent a little extra time describing uh, that I, I wouldn't have had to do normally because the the clips aren't there. But I appreciate you bearing with me go check it out guys. Seriously. Well done, Jim Bob. Look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode of the Haskin cast podcast. Cheers.